It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another look under the hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. As the calendar turns to May in 2019, some big news coming out of the Indy Fuel front office as the Fuel and Chicago Blackhawks extended their affiliation agreement for another three years last week. On Thursday, the two teams announced that the affiliation, which began with the Fuel's entry into the ECHL in 2014, an original five-year agreement that came up this spring, has been extended for three more years and will run through the 2021-22 season. Fuel Chief Operating Officer Larry McQuarrie said, The Chicago Blackhawks have been an incredible organization to work with over the years, and we are excited to continue that partnership in developing and growing high-level talent to pass through the franchise system. The Fuel, or the ECHL affiliate, the Rockford Icehawks, the American Hockey League affiliate, and the Chicago Blackhawks, the NHL affiliate, and that relationship will continue for at least three more years, and we hope many more, but through the 2021-22 season. Later on in the program, we'll be joined by Mark Bernard, who is the Chicago Blackhawks Vice President of Hockey Operations in Charge of Team Affiliates. He's also the general manager of the Rockford Ice Hogs, and he plays a big role in helping develop players through the minor league system to get ready to head to Chicago. 33 players have played for both the Fuel and the Rockford Ice Hogs, including nine different players this season played for both teams. And we saw some news last week where the Ice Hogs signed Matthew Thompson, who had been the Fuel's top rookie and really was a game changer for the Fuel throughout the year. They have signed him to an American Hockey League contract. Also, goaltender Chase Marchand, who came in at the end of the season and played for the Fuel after playing for St. Francis Xavier University in Canada and winning a national championship with them a year ago. He has also been signed to a one-year American Hockey League contract. Earlier, Fuel goaltender Matt Tompkins also signed an extension with the Ice Hogs and will be in the organization. And so those players will continue the relationship between the Indy Fuel, the Rockford Ice Hogs, and the Chicago Blackhawks, which right now has sent goaltender Colin Delia to the Blackhawks. He also recently signed a three-year contract extension with the Hawks and really appears to have solidified himself as a key player in goal for the Blackhawks going forward. So one of the things about an affiliation, it's all about developing players to move up the ladder and eventually provide players for the National Hockey League team. And the Fuel Blackhawks Ice Hogs relationship has done that very successfully. So we'll chat with Mark Bernard here momentarily, looking throughout the Kelly Cup playoffs in the ECHL as the time that we are recording this, three of the final four teams in the ECHL's Kelly Cup playoffs have been decided. The Florida Everblades, who were the Eastern Conference champions a year ago, back in the conference finals. They beat Orlando 4-1. to John McCarron, an overtime goal to seal the series for the Everblades, and... They win that series 4-1, to one, but much like the Fuel Series with Toledo last year, much closer than that might indicate, as four of the five games 
went to overtime. In the Western Conference, the Toledo Walleye pulled what I think a lot of people would expect the biggest upset of the year in knocking off the Cincinnati Cyclones in five games. A big reason why goaltender Pat Nagel allowed just 10 goals in those five games. And the Walleye really were able to play a very heavy game, very physical game, and played a lot of low-scoring games. And that allowed Pat Nagel to do his thing in goal. And the Cyclones never really could get untracked in that series. They won game two. But other than that, the Walleye were really in control of the series and Greg Wolf, 12 points in 11 games for Toledo. Dylan Sadaway has had a, a really solid playoff. He's been almost a point of game player as have a couple of new guys for the walleye as well. And that's something that we saw this Toledo team a lot this season. And we knew that they were dealing with a lot of call-ups throughout the year, a lot of injuries throughout the year, almost never seemed to have a full roster. But with a full roster, they could be dangerous. And obviously, they have now punched a ticket to the conference finals where they will face the Tulsa Oilers. The Oilers have been an explosive team so far. The Mountain Division champions in both the regular season and the postseason the Oilers have really turned it on. They end up knocking off the Idaho Steelheads in six games in the Mountain Division Final. And the reason why is the Oilers have the three top scorers in the playoffs. Alex Dosti with 19 points, Stephen Perfetto with 19, and Adam Pleskech with 16, including 10 goals. He had six goals in that series against the Idaho Steelheads that put the Oilers in the ECHL conference final for the first time in their ECHL history, which like the fuels has lasted five years. And so those are three of the four teams, the team that Florida will play in the Eastern conference final still to be determined at the time we were recording this Newfoundland leads Manchester three to two and game six is scheduled to be played Monday in Newfoundland Game 7, if necessary, Tuesday at the Mile 1 Center in St. John's. Of course, the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs also in full swing. Carolina is in the Eastern Conference Final in the NHL, sweeping the Islanders in four games. Amazing. The last four times the Hurricanes have made the playoffs, and this is over a span of 17 years, they have been to the Conference Finals in all four and obviously uh, Stanley Cup in 2006 and also a trip to the Stanley Cup final as well in there. So the Hurricanes will be looking for their third Stanley Cup final appearance in their history, which spans both Hartford and Carolina in their NHL history. They did win a championship in the World Hockey Association back in 1973 as the New England Whalers. Also in the East, they'll play either Boston or Columbus. Boston currently holds a 3-2 to two series lead with Game 6 scheduled for Monday in Columbus. In the West, San Jose leads Colorado three games to two. Game 6 Monday as well. Game 7 between St. Louis and Dallas will be Tuesday in St. Louis. So that's a quick spin around the hockey world. And again, with the fuel... The affiliation agreement with the Chicago Blackhawks has been extended for another three years. And really, in a lot of ways, that was the number one draft pick for the fuel back in 2014 when this franchise was just getting off the ground and establishing itself as a new hockey team and a new professional hockey team in central Indiana. 
rebuilding that relationship with the Chicago Blackhawks, which has paid so many dividends, not just in players and the many talented guys that Rockford and Chicago have sent to the fuel, but also in terms of promoting the game of hockey in central Indiana and the tie to the Blackhawks. Lots of Blackhawks fans in the Indy area, as well as the fact that it helps grow the game and helps promote professional hockey in central Indiana by showing the ties the fuel have with a very successful NHL original six franchise that has won three Stanley Cups in the last decade. And so the Hawks and the fuel have a great relationship. That relationship will be extended for three more years now through the 2022 season. And that also goes back to the 1990s when from 19. 19- 89 to 1999, the Chicago Blackhawks primary affiliate was the Indianapolis Ice. They won a championship together in 1990, and that relationship really helped build the Blackhawks and really cement Indianapolis as a very strong Blackhawks town fan base-wise. And when the fuel were started back in 2014 with the, the Hallett's beginning this new ECHL franchise, it was a no-brainer to affiliate with the Blackhawks, and obviously that is a relationship that has paid a lot of dividends. We're joined now on the podcast by Mark Bernard. He is the vice president of hockey operations for the Chicago Blackhawks in charge of team affiliates. He's also the GM of the American Hockey League's Rockford Icehogs. Mark, first of all, tell us how important the relationship between the Blackhawks and the Fuel has been and the importance of the affiliation to the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, we feel that it's uh, it's an imperative affiliation. And um, number one, we, uh, we look at it that we are dealing with, um, you know, the best people that we possibly could at that level. You know, Jim Hallett and Larry McCreary are fantastic individuals to work with on a day-to-day basis. Um, very professional. Jim runs that organization as if it's uh, an NHL organization. He does everything the proper way, and we are extremely proud to be affiliated with them, and we are extremely proud to be able to send our, our younger players to Indy to, to get the needed work that they uh, may require to get to the American League level and the National Hockey League level. So it's uh, it's a great affiliation for us. I think that it kind of rounds out our triangle if you would you know with being in chicago rockford and indy um the proximity is fantastic you can be to chicago in three a little over three hours from from indianapolis to rockford in four plus you gain that hour back so um if anything was to ever happen where we need a player you know mid-afternoon after the morning skate in rockford we can get a player to rockford in time and um again we just can't speak enough about the relationship that we have with with Jim and the entire organization there and and how well and professional it's run day to day. Well, you mentioned that NHL atmosphere that Jim Hallett and the Fuel organization provide for players. How important is that to help them transition into pro hockey and get ready to play at the uh, higher levels of the American Hockey League and the NHL? Well, I think it's very important because every player develops at different rates and speeds and um, some players come out of junior and college hockey and they're ready to make the jump right to the national hockey league very few do but there are some that that can do it 
the majority of them, some will come out of junior college and, and make the jump into the American Hockey League. And, and then there's some that they might need some time down in the East Coast Hockey League to, uh, in the ECHL to, to learn, you know, the day to day and, and be playing against older players still. And it's still a step up from where they were playing. And, uh, it, it gets them their feet wet the first year. And when they go there, you know, if they go to Indy, if they're assigned to Indy from Rockford, we know that they're being very well taken care of. You know, they are living in the best possible places. They're traveling the way that they should be. They have the proper medical and equipment people looking after them. And, you know, we've been very happy too. you know, I know there's going to be a coaching change, but uh, with the job that Scott Hillman and, and Bernie John have done with our players, uh, we are very happy. And um, it's, it's, it's a great part of our affiliation, you know, between Chicago, Rockford, and now adding Indy again for an extension on our affiliation agreement. It's uh, it's just very befitting, and uh, it's something that we never even thought twice about. Well, when you affiliated with the Fuel five years ago, you'd been sharing the affiliation in Toledo with the Detroit Red Wings. And how important was it to have your own ECHL affiliate to be able to really work with within your own organization versus having shared an affiliate like you had been doing before? Well, we, we went to uh, Toledo. We were, before that, we were in Fresno, and in the middle of the season, the team in Fresno folded, and we had to shift five players from Fresno to Gwinnett at the time, the Atlantic Gladiators now. And um, the next year, we went into to Toledo, knowing that we would be shared with Detroit. And uh, Toledo, obviously, they run a very first-class organization as well. But we knew deep down that was always going to be a Detroit market because they had been with Toledo for such a long time. Going back to my last year as a player, they were they were affiliated with Detroit because I was brought in there to mentor a young Detroit draft pick uh, in goal. And uh, when the announcement was made that Indianapolis was coming in, we just thought this is where we need to be. You know, Indianapolis has a history with the Blackhawks uh, from the old uh, Indianapolis ice days in the IHL when, you know, players like Dominic Hasek and Jimmy Waite and, and different players were playing in Indianapolis and, and won a Turner Cup. And, um, you know, we met with Jim and right off the bat, we knew this was going to be a home run. I came down, I toured the facility um, before they were even done the renovations and and then I came to find out that Rocky Wirtz's grandfather built that facility um, originally. So we knew it was going to be a good fit, and it was also going to be a great way to expand our footprint for the Blackhawks into the Indiana market. And um, I think it's been a home run. You know, as I can't say it enough, you know, Jim and his entire staff have, have worked tremendously with us. I think it's been a very give-and-take relationship. And... Uh, we're very proud to move forward with this. Uh, as somebody who's involved in the management side, you played a long career. You played a lot of years in the ECHL. How important is this league in developing players, especially goaltender, which is obviously a position you're very familiar with? Well, it's. Uh, I think there's still a lot of people that look at the ECHL and they they don't recognize it for what it is, and it's it's a tremendous tremendous um, proving ground for young players you know that league when I started it playing in 1989-90 season uh, I think there was seven teams and 
um, throughout my career as a player. I've seen it grow and develop, and the league is just tremendous hockey and a great place for a young player to start their career. And there, we've had lots of players that have begun their careers in the ECHL that have gone on to, to great NHL careers. I played with a couple guys way back when in Olaf Kolzig and Byron Defoe that went on to great NHL careers. And, you know, now we see players coming out of Indy like Colin Delia last year that, you know, plays in Indianapolis, plays in, in the American League in Rockford, and then ends up playing in Chicago all in one year. So I think that players really need to look at it and management of other organizations and see what a tremendous asset having a good ECHL affiliate and how important it is to your franchise uh, how to, to have. And we're very lucky that we have that with the Indy Fuel. Uh, we've seen that as a trend in the ECHL. It appears more teams are signing players to AHL contracts, developing them, and in a lot of cases are earning National Hockey League contracts as well. We've seen that with the Blackhawks organization, uh, Toronto is doing so a lot with Newfoundland. And is that more of a trend where you want to give yourself opportunities to develop players, but also allow your ECHL and AHL affiliates to be successful as well on the ice? Well, I think there's, it's kind of a, it's twofold. You know, number one, in the National Hockey League, you are tied to a limit of contracts. You're only allowed to have 50 NHL contracts out there. So, if uh, and the majority of those players that are coming in on entry level contracts are it's a three year commitment. So if you're not a hundred percent sure, or you're you think, well, you know what we want to watch, we really like this player still, but we'd like to watch him develop for another year and see where we go. The the American League deal is ideal because now you're still investing in that player. He's getting every resource that any other player in your organization is getting. And you get to watch him develop, and then you can make a decision at the end of that year. And, you know, our, our development people come down to Indianapolis to, to work with our players. Peter Aubrey's gone down there. Derek Plant's going to gone down there. Um, and it, it's, it's vital for your organization. You don't want to just give up on a player. You want to, you know, you've invested in them. You've used resources in them by when they're in college or junior year. After you've drafted them, your your development people have gone in and seen them play and met with them and worked with them. So it's important that you you continue that process. And then, you know, secondly, you know, the American League deal, I always tell these players, just because you're on an American League deal does not mean you're not a prospect. The best players are going to rise to the occasion. And we had players, I had Carter Hutton that was on an American League deal playing for us in Toledo that, you know, was there till just before Christmas and took over the number one job in Rockford and then earned an NHL contract. And he's gone on to a great NHL career. And nothing makes me more proud than when I step outside of the coach's office in Indianapolis and I see that wall with all the players that have made the jump from Indianapolis up to Rockford to play games. And uh, that wall is starting to get pretty heavily populated with pitchers. And, you know, that shows that we're doing our job. And this week, you've assigned a couple of players that saw action in Indy. Matthew Thompson, who spent the year on an ECHL contract and had a great season, especially down the stretch for the fuel, signs a deal with the Ice Hogs this week. And also, Chase Marchand, a goaltender that I know had been on your radar screen all year, signed uh, with Indy out of uh, college hockey, and now he is as well on a Rockford contract. How much input do you have in those deals as well as players like those guys giving them the opportunity to earn an American League contract after playing so well in the ECHL? Well, so those are my signings. Um, 
you know, so I would bring those signings to both Al McIsaac and Stan Bowman and, and say, you know, these are guys that I like. I'm going to put them on American League deal. And, um, you know, they always have given me the, the you know, the you know, the time and, and presence to, to go ahead and see those players. And if I want to sign them, they, they say, yep, that's fine. If you want to sign them, go ahead. And, you know, with Matthew Thompson, you know, he came to our training camp last year in Rockford and unfortunately got injured a few days in, but we really liked him and we kept a close eye on him all season. And, uh, you know, I like his size, his presence that he brings in the game. He plays a 200-foot game. Um, the fact that he plays the middle of the ice – and uh, we're real excited about seeing how he can do and, and hopefully make our team out of training camp here. And then with Chase Marchant, Chase came to our development camp last summer in Chicago and also attended the rookie tournament in Traverse City. And again, we kept a close eye on him. And Chase has had that ability at every level he's played at, whether it was in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League or in the CIS playing for St. of X University to put teams on his backs and, and make them better. And he did that in junior and he did that in college. And we're hoping he can do that at the next level. And, you know, having depth within your organization is imperative because, um, you know, one injury in Chicago affects basically two teams because we lose a player in Rockford, then we have to recall a player from Indy. So we need to have depth up and down our lineup so that all the teams can still manage to uh, compete even through uh, injuries and recalls. Now tell us what you saw in Matt Tompkins, the fuel goaltender this season, as he earned another AHL deal with the Ice Hogs. Matt is a player that we drafted quite a while ago. Um, he was playing uh, junior A hockey in Alberta, and he went back for another year of junior A hockey after we drafted him. Then his uh, collegiate career started at Ohio State. And he came out of uh, college, and you know his college career wasn't uh, all lollipops and rainbows. It was uh, up and down, and um, but the one thing that always struck us was that Matt would come into our summer camps and both physically off the ice, you know, perform very well. He was always in one of the highest uh, players when it came to ratings as far as their, their shape um, and their testing. And then on the ice, he always performed very well. And then for whatever reason, you know, he'd go back to school and maybe things didn't go as well as we would like. So we started him out on an American League deal uh, down in Indy. Uh, his first year, got off to a great start, got a little bit of an injury, but he, he had a good year. I thought he had a fantastic year this year, played in an NHL exhibition game uh, for us in Ottawa, had a great training camp in both Chicago and in Rockford, and and then I thought was, you know, tremendous all season for you guys in Indy and um, really probably deserved to be playing this year in Rockford. It's just we had so many goaltenders, um, and he's not a player that, I want to see go to a different organization right now. Matt has earned the chance to to start the year in Rockford and, and see how he does, and um, he's going to be given every opportunity to do that. Where does the off season go from here for you? What is a typical off season as you look to build the uh, the Ice Hogs roster, work with the Hawks as far as the NHL contracted players they're going to play in Rockford, as well as looking for players in AHL, ECHL two way deals. Well, we continue to. To look, you know, there's some. There'll probably be some more announcements over the next couple of weeks um, regarding contract signings. But um, we're always looking for that next best player, whether it be in Chicago or a player that we can maybe develop on an American deal. Whether he starts in Rockford or Indy, um, we don't we don't concern ourselves where they start. It's where they finish. And uh, you know, Matt Tompkins will be a good example of that. You know, 
it wouldn't shock me if, if down the road you see Matt Tompkins playing in an NHL game because that kid works his butt off every day, has a terrific attitude, and uh, he is driven. And that's what you want. You want high-character people and players that are driven to make that next step. And uh, that's what we'll continue to look for. And, um, you know, it's my job to make sure that we have those players in Rockford and, and, and in Indianapolis. And, you know, when I sign these kids, it's not a, a just a, hey, here's a green light, you're going straight to Indy. You know, training camp will make those decisions. And we had a player a couple of years ago on an American League deal that, you know, I kind of thought, oh, he may have to start the year in Indy. And he never saw Indy. And he ended up scoring quite a few goals for us and being a tremendous player in Rockford. So training camp will make those decisions for us. But, um, you know, regardless, we'll have great depth and, and we're looking forward to having, you know, good years in all three organizations. How much do you help with scouting for players and communicating with the coaches and Scott Hillman and Bernie John previously and whoever the next coach will be as far as identifying guys who you might like on an ECHL contract? Well, usually uh, whether it was Scott or Bernie or the next coach, you know, I have uh, my phone lines always open. So if they call me and they say, hey, we really like this player, um, you know, we'll work together to see if we can make something happen. Or if it's a player that they're recruiting out of uh, college or junior hockey that, they need assistance. Maybe bringing him to the camp in Rockford is going to help put them over the edge as the front runner and, and signing a player. Then it's it's absolutely let's get him into Rockford and have a look at him. And you know it's got to be uh, a lot of communication involved between Rockford and, and Indianapolis, especially. Um, I would speak with the former coaches two three times a week. You know just what's going on. Do you need anything? Can I help with anything? And uh, the new coach will be know that. That's going to be the same way. If I can assist in any way to help Indianapolis, uh, I'm going to do it. Well, this year was a year of transition in the organization, but we see we talk a lot about the ECHL as a developmental league. The American Hockey League is a developmental league, not just for players, but also for coaches, GMs, executives, people throughout hockey. And we see that in the Hawks organization this year. And how proud of you that Jeremy Colleton got the call up to Chicago, and really had a successful first season, especially down the stretch as the Hawks got back into playoff contention as the year went on, and in turn, also giving Derek King an opportunity in Rockford. Well, first of all, making a coaching change uh, once you've started the season, it is, it's not made lightly, and it's not something that everybody wants to do. And uh, we made a joint decision in our within our organization, and um, obviously Rocky Wirtz and John McDonough have the final say, but, you know, we, we made the decision to elevate Jeremy into the head coaching role in Chicago. And the, the way that we watched Jeremy last year in his initial year in Rockford and the way that he managed not only himself but his staff and the players was tremendous and gave us every bit of faith in him. And, and he really did a great job when he came into Chicago. It wasn't an easy situation to come into. Those are some pretty big shoes to fill. Uh, you know, a guy that's going to be a Hall of Fame you know, he's, he'd be in the Hall of Fame one day in Joel Quenville, and I thought Jeremy handled it tremendously, and uh, to be honest, I wasn't surprised at all. And But to have the opportunity now for Derek to step in and as the interim for this year and now the newly named head coach for Rockford was something I took a lot of pride and uh, made me very proud. I've known Derek since I was 15 years old, and, um, you know, we both come from the same hometown, and you know, he's done his time. He was a great NHL player. Uh, he's done a long haul as being an assistant coach, associate coach at different times in Toronto with 
their American League team, and um, the players respect him, and he has a great demeanor about him, and uh, he, him and Anders Sorensen did a tremendous job for us. And you know, to have our team in Rockford into the playoff hunt, into the second last or the se- the last second last game of the season, was a was really a tremendous accomplishment because we had so many injuries um, throughout the season, so many recalls from the ECHL. We lost our coaching staff. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of turnover in in Rockford this year, and I thought that Derek and Anders Sorensen kept the players very uh, mentally, you know, into every situation, whether it be a practice, a game. Um, so even though we didn't make the playoffs, our players played playoff style hockey for the last two months of the year. And uh, and they got better as players, and that's ultimately what we're asking them to do. And that really seemed to be the case in Indy. It felt like every game was a playoff game from January forward, and that can only uh, pay huge dividends. But looking uh, at the organization, you've been with the Blackhawks now for 11 years, really throughout a run of uh, three Stanley Cup champions and where the Hawks have been one of the premier organizations in the NHL. How much pride have you had that, players that have come up through the organization have been really key contributors throughout that entire championship run? Well, you know, it just shows, you know, the development just isn't in Rockford. The development starts at the top with the resources that John McDonough and Rocky Wirtz provide for us to give to our players and staff in Rockford to help make these players better and to expedite their development. Because living in the salary cap era that we are in, we can't really afford for players to take four or five years to develop anymore. We need to expedite that. So we have a development staff that's bigger than most teams. They're in Rockford two to three times a week working with our young players. We, you know, we provide our players with, you know, so many different avenues of getting better, whether it be through nutrition or through physical training off the ice, through mental skills coaches. We have every resource for them to get better. So what we've basically done is taken away any excuses that they might have. All they have to do is show up at the rink with a great attitude and the energy to work, and we're going to make them better and hopefully into Blackhawk players one day. Anything else you want to share with our fans here in Indianapolis? Just that, you know, every time I've been in Indianapolis, I've been so impressed, you know, with your fan base. Um, they, they love the fuel. They love the Blackhawks organization. I'm over, always overwhelmed with how many Blackhawk jerseys I see walking around the concourse or sitting in the stands. Um, I brought my son down there with me at the end of this year. We were down for a game, and he he loved it. He couldn't believe how many people were wearing Blackhawk jerseys. And I, I just can't thank uh, the people enough in Indianapolis for all the support they give our young players when they go there. It means a lot. And to the organization itself, starting with Jim Hallett and uh you know, for, for everything they do for the Blackhawks organization. It's uh, it's imperative for us, and uh, we don't take it lightly, and we're very appreciative. Well, thanks for joining us on the Under the Hood podcast with the Indy Fuel. Mark Bernard, Vice President of Affiliates and the General Manager of the Rockford Icehawks for the Chicago Blackhawks. A lot of great insights on the relationship between the three teams, the Indy Fuel, the Rockford Icehawks, and the Chicago Blackhawks and how the minor league system helps prepare players to succeed in Chicago as well as coaches and other personnel as well and gets them ready for the NHL level and how important the fuel franchise is in that pyramid. 
Throughout the offseason, we will continue to spotlight different aspects of the Fuel organization, as well as people from the Chicago Blackhawks, Rockford Icehawks, as well as other people connected to Indianapolis hockey who are doing some great things at the professional, collegiate, and other levels of the sport. Our guest next week will be Kale McLean. He's the head coach of the Stockton Heat in the AHL. He played a season for the Indianapolis Ice back in 1998-99, also played a number of years and coached a number of years in the ECHL, and he has some great insights. Looking forward to that chat. Kale McLean will be our guest on the podcast next week. Lots of stuff happening with the Indy Fuel as the calendar turns to May. The ECHL schedule release will be coming up here in a couple of weeks. And, of course, the Indy Fuel getting set to name their next head coach. The league calendar will turn to the next season as we get into June. And we'll get new player signings as well as some returning players coming back as well. And, of course, it's May, which means all eyes in Indianapolis Turn to 16th and Georgetown, where a member of the Fuel's extended family, Jim Cornelison, who sings annually at Blackhawks Night at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, and obviously the Chicago Blackhawks anthem singer for many years, he will deliver once again the climactic pre-race moment, singing back home again in Indiana. And so that will be something to look forward to as well. Of course, we're looking ahead to what should be a great 2019-20 season at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. You can reserve your season tickets and make sure you don't miss any of the action by calling 317-925-FUEL or visiting IndieFuelHockey.com. This is Andrew Smith. Thanks for joining us on this trip under the hood with the Indy Fuel. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going under the hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.